urbanmultitracks.com. What's up, you guys? I am your host, Alvaro Valdez, and I welcome you to Open Combo Podcast. I'm joined by the co-host and audio engineer for the podcast, Sydney Allen Evans Jr. What's up? What's up? What's up? We back. We are back with another episode. I hope you all enjoyed our last week's episode with DJ Asaluk who is my cousin. He's a DJ out there, Moto Beach. If you haven't listened, please go check it out. The title of that podcast is That's My DJ. Pretty self-explanatory, but it was nice to have him on the podcast, pretty much explaining the difference and the importance of a DJ nowadays. I feel like, you know, with the internet and SoundCloud, you know, a lot of people don't really value DJs anymore. So it was really dope to have him on. And this week, we're back to our regular scheduled business with on the podcast he's a little under the weather i am a little bit under the weather i had the flu earlier in the week and i feel much better but my voice is still a little raspy but we're gonna make it work and i was present and in the flesh last week but i was just off camera making sure you know the producer things were getting taken care of so glad we was able to switch it up a little bit and also throw a little relationship stuff in there as well yeah, it was really dope. It was it was nice. So now that everyone is like back to the normal program, today is Sunday. And I don't know, I just feel very relaxed and chill today. Didn't really want to do too much. I feel like there wasn't enough time in today. So I'm just like really relaxed. So if you guys hear me just kind of sounding real chill today, you know, I'm just chilling. You know, I'm just really, really chilling. And I'm kind of the opposite because I just watched my boys take a tough, tough L, my Duke Blue Devils, in route to go to the Final Four. We lost a game in overtime and could have potentially won it in regulation, had a very, very, very good shot, almost go down. So I'm still winding down from that, but I'm going to be okay. Y'all pray for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually want to present the quote for this week because there's some things that I really wanted to talk about and that we discussed previous to recording. That's going to be kind of the main concept of today. So I thought the quote to lead right into that would be the best option. So the quote reads, once you forgive yourself, the self-rejection in your mind is over. Self-acceptance begins and self-love will grow so strong. You will finally accept yourself just the way you are. That's the beginning of the free human. Forgiveness is the key. And that is by Don Miguel Ruiz, who I was unfamiliar with before researching this quote. But he's actually a Mexican spiritual author. And I think that's right in line with how I've been feeling this week. You know, sometimes in life, you can kind of dwell on your past mistakes or come down hard on yourself for not knowing the things that you learn to know as you evolve. And I feel like I have been in, a, in another funk in regards to that, because mind you, I'm putting my best foot forward in the present and in the future that you kind of want to cover up and not let the, the world know about that were still creeping into my present mind and w- which was causing me to not really appreciate where I am now and the growth I have made. I spoke with Avara about this as long with my friend Greg. They really helped me get out of that funk. For the three days that I was off and dealing with the flu, I had a lot of time to reflect and really think about things and was a little bit in my head too much. So realizing that that was what was causing me to feel this stress and anxiety and not to have the faith that I know I should. I really just wanted to speak about that and, you know, bring that conversation to the table. 
he definitely did. And I love that quote. And it's very perfect to how I also felt subconsciously, but didn't express how I really felt. You know, I just kept it to myself because, you know, he brought up a conversation with me that I didn't even expect to have as I'm in the grocery store, you know, after work. And then realizing that I also was feeling the same way about myself. So I guess I'll just open up the conversation about how, you know, I felt and I wasn't forgiving myself. So over the weekend, it was my great aunt's 70th birthday. And when I moved, well, I moved here first. When I moved here, you know, prior to moving here, we I was eating healthy. I wasn't eating meat. We were actually on a more electric food diet before we moved out of our apartment. So when I moved here, you know, my body was just used to this. Now, yes, I was still, you know, having wine and stuff like that. But as far as my diet was concerned, I had more of a very healthy diet. So I moved here and, you know, I didn't have money and the money that I did have, I had to be very mindful of how I spent it mostly on gas, trying to save money for, you know, if I got a job interview, got to catch, get lunch somewhere, just little things like that. So I just started eating any and everything. I didn't really revert back into like beef and pork and things like that, but I was eating turkey. I was eating chicken. I was eating fish, you know, so I was just all over the place. And then like I discussed on this podcast before, you know, my drinking, I've always, I want to, and I have, and I am, which is a beautiful thing this week, control it. You know, it's, it wasn't, it was not like I was, you know, I always say this and you know, whatever. I'm being very transparent because I will be a walking and living testimony for a lot of people. But it was to a point where every day or every other day I had to have a glass of wine or not that I had to, I wanted to have a glass of wine and I would, I would give it to myself. And over the weekend, this past weekend that the weekend that my cousin was on the podcast, that's the weekend that this all kind of the revelation happened all day Sunday, my hands were swollen. Um, I just felt heavy. I felt sluggish. And then I woke up Monday and I felt the same way. And I was like, this is not for me. This is not for my body. I just feel like crap. And I just started beating myself up about it. Like I just need to do this. So I decided to start a smoothie fast and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be strong. It's easy. All I got to do is make sure I have me like four smoothies throughout the day, then come home and drink two more smoothies. Oh, this is about to be a breeze. Bruh, Tuesday. So I started that Tuesday. Tuesday, like afternoon, I'm hungry. By 12 o'clock, I already had two smoothies, two like mason jar smoothies, smoothies. And I'm like, yo, I'm hungry. So I drink. I'm like, yeah, I cannot survive like this. Like I need to do something. So I go get me a salad. Then I'm like, I got me a regular, like regular garden salad, spinach salad. And I'm like feeling bad on myself. Like, dang, I couldn't even stick to this movie fast. Like I'm not even being strong in that. Like how I can't even stop doing that. Like what's wrong? Like why can't I stick to something? Beating myself up crazy. And then I was just, you know, and then I just kept having that mindset. So that was Tuesday. Then Wednesday, I kind of, you know, was still doing the smoothie boy. And then Thursday happened. And the thir- when Thursday happened, I brought me a salad. And then that's when Sid called me. And when he called me, you can talk about the conversation we had. And then we can also go into like the conversation we had on Friday. Okay. Before I get into that, I do want to backtrack a little bit because starting the week, 
we watched a Breakfast Club interview. And who were the... the uh, Dr. Amnu and Amsu spoke about them on the podcast before. When mm-hmm. I said I went to the, when I went to our churches, they had an amazing you seminar. And those were two doctors that were there that were talking about healthy eating. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I, cause I wanted to uh, support what she said and kind of put it into more context because, you know, they went, they were good putting people on like these juice diets. You can do like a seven day one, a, a month one or a two week one. And, you know, that kind of just was more confirmation that that's kind of the path that we needed to be taking. Mm-hmm. But the reason I feel like you not only were you just hungry, you know, when they're doing their program, they also give you nutrients and other things to to take to supplement because you're mm-hmm. going to be strictly juicing. You won't be losing out on those nutrients. But with mm-hmm. us, we were just doing the fruit and we weren't adding the supplements to it. I'm sorry, fruit and vegetables. And we weren't adding the supplements. So, you know, you're going to feel like that you might still be lacking energy, even though, you know, it's for a, a more long term benefit. So I think that's why you still felt like that you were hungry and you were lacking something else. So I don't think it was nothing wrong with you wanting to, you know, do something solid just so you can feel like, man, I, I, I just got to get through the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wanted to make that note. But yeah, so when I called her and had that conversation, I don't even. Thursday you called mm-hmm. and you were feeling really down and mm-hmm. you don't have to go into detail mm-hmm. but you were also beating yourself up yes I, I was definitely beating myself up i don't know man like this journey is just you know you can sit here and read all these quotes and you know consume all this knowledge and bring it in bring it in bring it in bring it in but at the end of the day like want to get back to life and having to actually execute on these things like your human tendencies are going to mm-hmm. take over man and Someone like me, you know, I'm constantly just like, okay, this is what I did. It's not where I want to be. This is what I need to do. And, you know, I need to have patience, but I need to be assertive and and get things done on a day to day. It can just be really overwhelming. But referring back to the quote, I'm really am just looking for that freedom within myself, like from day to day, just be happy and execute and do what I need to do, be consistent, but still love myself, essentially love myself and not be too hard on myself. and I know a lot of people deal with that as well. And that's why I wanted to bring it to Alara, you know, with our relationship. I'm working on being way more open and transparent and not letting how I feel personally seep over into our relationship. And in doing that and communicating, that's how you really find out. Like, you're not fighting these battles alone. You don't yeah. know how mo- much someone else is suppressing th- these things, too. Yeah. Because they may think they're the only ones, you know, fighting that battle. But that's not the case. Yeah. When... He was talking to me, you know, I what my feelings weren't on that level, but just to say, like, I was, I was more so feeling that way of more physically because, you know, he was more speaking on, you know, his material gain in the past couple of months. And I was more so speaking on my physical health gain in losses this past couple of months and how, you know, it just wasn't looking up for me. And he was talking to me about it. And I was just like thinking to myself, like, you know, man, I don't want him to feel this way. What can I do? And try to have a good conversation and keep him back grounded, not even knowing myself that I needed that too. And even in the moment when he was talking to me, I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking about him and his emotions and how he feels. So after we made it through Thursday, Friday, he calls me while I'm at work and he says to me, he was like, you know, 
I just want you to know that I, just because I'm going through my thing, I don't want it to stop you from, you know, doing what you want to do and following your goals that you have in place and your dreams. You know, I guess he was feeling, maybe you can speak on how you felt, mm-hmm. but how I took it was it was so on time because I didn't realize that I was investing a lot of time recently into making sure that he was grounded and he was cool and he wasn't beating himself up when all along I'm beating myself up and I'm not, you know, taking care of myself the way that I should be. And I think that's why, you know, when I said to him, when he had, when we had the conversation Friday, he was speaking positive things into my life and he, he was just saying, you know, I just don't want it to be one sided. It was so on time. And at that moment, I realized, Elvira, you can't be hard on yourself. You can't judge yourself and you can judge yourself, but you can't be hard on yourself and try to expect positive actions to come out of negative thoughts. If I'm thinking you can't go this long without this, oh, you can't do this without this, then how am I ever going to do it? Because I'm putting that into my subconscious mind. So having that conversation basically filled me up and fueled me up. And I was like, yes, I got it. Like, I'm going to continue to focus on my digital marketing focus on this podcast and all of that good stuff. And it was 100% on time and everything that we needed and more. Yeah. Um, and the and reason for me doing that is because when we're really trying to grow, we focus so much on ourselves and o- other people uplifting us that, you know, sometimes you can attribute it to, and I think this is the case with, with me as well, that part of the reason why I do kind of feel unfulfilled and not really I don't know, making things happen is because I am so focused on myself. And I feel like if you're down, a great way to do to overcome that is to help build someone else up. Mm -hmm. And that's really when you just put things into perspective. Like, yes, I may not have things that I will eventually get, but I have a lot more than what most people have. And that's a good place to pull from. And she has put so much into, you know, building me up as a man. And I think in a lot of relationships, especially nowadays, it's like men aren't, you know, we're kind of like going to college and playing ball and doing these things. And we have kind of our, our process of, you know, really becoming a man gets delayed more so than it was in the past. Whereas nowadays you might be 23, 22 year, or 25 years old when you really have to, you know, face that moment with the world. But the previous generation, you might have been 18, 19, 20 years old because you didn't have the same those same opportunities. You were going straight into being you know, having a family and me dealing with those issues, she has breathed so much life into me and helping me to, you know, make the improvements that I had made thus far. And I just don't want her to to lose sight of, you know, what she wants to do and all the things that she wants to accomplish in her life just because we're proposed. I'm sorry, we're engaged and soon to be married. I don't want to go into a marriage with that getting suppressed, all those goals and dreams within her. And in a relationship, it's really about each person helping the other with their shortcomings. So it's just not one sided. I really wanted to breathe life into her. And that's just my way of showing that I really appreciate what she's done for me. And I really do care about her accomplishing the things that she wants to to accomplish as well. And I know it might be more out in the open about what I want to do because we kind of deal with them on a day to day basis. Me editing the podcast and me really being 100 percent knowing what I want to do. And she might not have, you know, might not be 100 percent there for what she wants to do. But I still want to be able to breathe life into her so she can get to that 100 percent like I am. And we can both, you know, get out here and start executing. So 
I just really wanted to be unselfish in that way and really just show my appreciation. And you did. And I, listening to you speak about me and sitting beside you makes me feel so honored and loved because I know this is things that you say, even if I'm in the room or out of the room. And it just makes me realize like, wow, like I'm this man really does love me. He really does wishes well for me and wants me to be great. And I think that's the key components in any relationship. Your partner should not only look at what they can get from you, but what they can give to you. And like he said, you know, he knows what he wants to do and I know what I want to do. And for him to support me and for me to support him and our goals and our dreams and it not being concrete, like both of us are looking to do things that's more like a freelance industry that's in the freelance industry. And it can be a lot, you know, some people would want their spouse to have a salary job with benefits and things like that. And of course we need those things as we speak now, but in the long term, knowing that those are our ultimate goals, it is very important to look at things differently. And I'm so honored to be in a relationship with someone who values the information that I share with them and we decided to share this aspect of our relationship on the podcast because so many of us are in relationships and we're giving, 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 giving. And we don't know, we may haven't even had the time to even realize if this person is giving back to us, if this person is feeding our spirit the way that we're feeding their spirit. And if this person is supporting us in the things that we're doing, is this person benefiting me or is this person you know, taking from me and weakening my light and making me, you know, less than. And we have to really evaluate that and come to terms to that. I value relationships. I value faith, being faithful. I value these things. So in a relationship for me, those are my values. And I'm just really excited. Like, you know, we get on this podcast and we discuss things in our relationship when things aren't good. And when things are good, I want to share those those moments as well and let you all know that no my man doesn't drive a fancy car he doesn't have a salary job where he's making three figures or at least you know 60 to 80,000 a year no I'm not the walking model or whatever trophy wife persona is a you know whatever the the ultimate goal is you know with the banging body the long hair all of this stuff like that's not our relationship. Reality is, is that we're two young professionals that know what is prophesized over our lives. And we're walking in that and we're not allowing the outside world to determine what our reality becomes. It's just awesome. Like I'm, I'm just really just grateful. I think today for me is really a day of being grateful and honored and I guess that's why I'm so chill, like just really relaxed and not like I didn't even want to do my hair today. You guys like I'm just so relaxed and just in peace and just want to chill and, you know, take a nap and then wake up, do this and then take another nap. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm just really humbled today. Like today is a very humbling day. And I, I don't get those days often. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she works Monday through Friday. So, you know, she has a consistent schedule schedule. So. On the weekends, you know, she really has a, a lot more time to herself. Sundays, I don't know what it is. I think it's because, you know, when you, you wake up and 
you know, you go to church and you receive a, a good positive message. It really just sets the tone for the rest of your day, to be completely honest. And, you know, that's why the, the ma major thing that wanted to get me going back into church, I know weekends, but a lot of people can just be like their escape from, you know, reality. And around this time on Sundays, they're like, oh, Lord, is we back at it again tomorrow? But I want to kind of start making all of my days like that, like whether, you know, Sunday and with church and things is kind of more built in where you can go mm -hmm. to a place and get that. But if you can just create this own momentum for yourself every day by waking up a little early, doing a little motivational reading or whether it's a motivational podcast or a motivational video. I know ETNM, they do Thank God is Monday, things like that. So stating the tone and creating that can just really carry over into the rest of your day. And that's why we transitioned into recording on Sundays, too, because we're all, always in a more positive, refreshed mindset going into a new week. And we want y'all to be able to hear and feel that as well within mm -hmm. the podcast. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. This has really been a good day because Lord knows if this was on a, if I had to come home from work and then Duke would have called her ill, like, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to nobody. But not only am I, you know, removing myself from those type of distractions consistently, but just being able to say, okay, it's just a game, you know, still have life, still have a great spouse. You know, we still have content that we're putting out to the masses that, you know, we want them to continue to listen to. So I have no other choice but to be happy. I do want you to get to a point where you enjoy sports for what it is, not be so affected by the outcome. Unless I'm getting paid for it. Exactly. And I think that's so many people, but I think you really put a lot of emotion into mm -hmm. it. And, you know, this is coming from a person who's not sports oriented and you know, I get it. Definitely get it. You know, I, I watch shows. I, I love my shows. So something happened on a show that I didn't want to happen, you know, but I know that everything is for entertainment. And, you know, when you realize that things are just this is here to entertain you, then you just kind of just, you know, you know how to fall back and take it for what it is. But I don't want you to feel like I'm dismissing Duke. It's unfortunate. I would have loved for Duke to win the NCAA tournament. But, you know, to each his own. And they had a really great year and they've done great this year. So it's just awesome to have them make it this far. And it's a blessing in every storm. So there's some there's some people on that team that next year they can really come back and do what they need to do. I will say that I think Coach K is getting a little old. <laughs> hey, I'm going to stop you before you start ragging on Coach K. I but, don't um, rag on him. Who, you know, he's the GOAT. But I just want to throw, you know, add a little comedy in there as well. In 1999, when when arguably, well, to me, I think it's the, it's the best team that Duke ever has. That 99 team with Elton Brand, William Avery, Trajan Langdon, Shane Battier. It was Wojo. Not Wojo had graduated. But I think we had lost one game that whole year and you know UConn got us at the end of that national championship game and I remember I was in Durham North Carolina we were at Damon's Steakhouse over there by Chuck E. Cheese oh wow yeah and it was me and my dad and a couple of his co-workers and when they lost that game I cried I cried so much you would have thought somebody died or uh, <laughs> my whole family died like his uh his co-workers to this day still say See, you know, uh, remember when Duke lost that championship game to, to, to UConn, man? I ain't never seen a little kid cry like that over a game. So, you know, you know, here I am about 15, 20 years later, 
And, you know, I had my 20 minutes of like, damn, we had the game because we really did have that game. But that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can have my little moment and realize, OK, it's just the game. You know, this, this is not affecting my livelihood whatsoever. But, you know, Duke, you know, I might move back to Durham if y'all need somebody, you know, help out with the podcast. Or mm-hmm. A little, you know, production, you need a little assistant, a little entry level joint. I'll be willing to work my way up. But, yeah, I just wanted to add that. You're so crazy. Uh, that's so, that's hilarious. I can see you crying like a little baby. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> the best team we ever had. The best team y'all mm-hmm. ever had and y'all lost. Yes. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best college teams ever, two top 10. Wow. Without a doubt. Wow. But yeah, you guys, um, let's see. So we started the Love Dare audio book and you know, the book is just crazy. I've been listening. I only got up to day four or five or something, or maybe day six. I don't know. Um, by myself. And then I said, you know what? No, I'm not going to listen to this by myself. I'm going to listen to it with Sydney and we're going to work on this together. Started the Love Dare audiobook and it's pretty much a 50 day challenge or something like that where Every day you work on an aspect of what love is and it correlates and it references the Bible and basically helps you bring that into your relationship. And we're actually gifting this book to our friend for your wedding gift. But I believe that it is something that anyone who is planning to get married in a relationship or wants to just be better in love, period, should read this book and or listen to the book with your significant other. And it teaches you how to listen, how to be patient. When I started listening to the book, I was like, oh my God, I do this. I do that. Oh my God, I do this to him. Oh my God, I say things like that to him. Oh my God, I am that to him sometimes. And it was just so weird because the whole time I've been talking about, I want to be softer. I want to be this. I want to be that in my relationship. And lo and behold, this book teaches and gives you practice to actually get it done. And I'm just like, man, like this is it. Like if I got to listen to this book on repeat every time I finish it, I am because I just want to have a loving relationship. I don't want our children you know, I'm going to say this and I'll let you get into it, but I'll just leave that and I'll let you talk about the book. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I've only listened to maybe 10 minutes of it, so I don't have a whole lot of context for it. But what I have listened to, I, I remember it was a funny point. He was talking about something, basically certain characteristics or actions you take in your relationship. So here's how you tell if you're selfish or not. Were you thinking about how the other person does this to you? How is it brought back to you or how are you doing it to the other person? And I'm sitting there to myself like, man, I'm doing good on not being selfish because I was thinking about how I treat her as opposed to how she treats me. But, you know, there there are certain things that he says in there where it's like the majority of our relationship. I have done that. And then there are things where it's like, okay, I'm headed down the right path. So, you know, there's just a constant affirmation or improvement to be made. But those really problem areas and triggers and things that you naturally just take on as a person. It really helps you identify with those. And the whole love concept, I realized in my life that I really have to give that a lot more to give in that regard across the board, not only with myself, but with others. And I feel like I can, you know, focus on others, then, you know, that energy will come back around to me and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll start seeing the benefits of it, spiritual, 
material, whatever world context you want to put it in. You know, I'm just really working on being more unselfish and timing of that book is, is very perfect for where I am in our lives and perfect for where we want to go in our relationship with becoming officially married. I'm just really excited and grateful that I'm able to be made aware of my weaknesses. Grill that right back into this, not beat yourself up about your shortcomings, mm-hmm. but to know that, you know, there is improvement to be made. And then you have someone who will help to complete you, you know, in loving you and then someone that you can help complete by loving them. Yeah, it's when I first listened to the book, too, when I first heard that point that you mentioned, were you thinking about how this person treats you or are you thinking about how you treat that person? And I was thinking about how I treat you. I was thinking about you and not myself. And I was like, well, you saying, I was like, well, that's great to know that we're both not selfishly trying to point the finger. And it just shows that we both want to grow in our relationship and be better to each other and others. But it all starts with being better to yourself. And like you just said, we have to start being forgiving to ourselves and treating ourselves with love before we can treat each other with love. And I think that's something that really does come out and shows where we're at in life, especially in our relationship. But what I was going to say is that one thing I, I believe that hinders a lot of parents when they have kids young is that when you're young and you have a child, think about us having kids at 22. Think about where we were at 22 versus me being 29 and you being, I mean, me being 27 and you being 29. You know, that is something that now if we had a child, we are so mature. So I, that's why I was saying that I don't, I want to be in my relationship whole. I want to love you. I want to know how to resolve conflicts with you without getting to anger before we bring children into the equation. Because that is something that you have to know how to practice. Because if you want to have someone, a child living in the home with you, this is something so important to not be, to not let your child see you be so quick to anger. And I believe that I speak about this because a goal of mine has always been a goal of mine, you know, to have a family. And it's not the end all be all for me, but this book is teaching me, you know, just how to express myself and not be so aggressive in doing it in my tone. And one thing about my family on both sides is that that tongue is a power kill and it can cut deep. And I just want to be able to be someone within the family that knows how to transcend that energy into light and not allow it to project negativity or make somebody feel a certain way. And I want to be able to do that before I have children because Children keep up with everything. You don't think they're watching. They're always watching. And if you don't have a handle on yourself, you and your partner don't have a handle on your relationship and your marriage, then what you project, trust me, there's always someone listening and watching. And I just wanted to share that. I don't know if that's a nugget for somebody, but I just feel like that reading this book is helping me realize not only is this going to make me a better me, It's going to make me a better wife, but it's also going to make me a better mother when I become one. So I just want to be able to transcend that energy and let it be known and be able to communicate with my man and not have my man out here looking at me like, yo, like, why are you wilding right now? Mm -hmm. Or like condescending attitude or just different things like that. But I don't know, like, 
this sobriety lifestyles kind of like, am I really chill person? Like, am I really chill? Because I've been chilling. Like, I don't know if it's like withdrawals or what, but I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, you are you are a chill person. You know, I've known you for since 2010. And, you know, that was one of the things that made me attracted to you. You weren't overbearing. You, you know, just carry yourself in a, you know, a balanced way. Libra. <laughs> that was what one of the things that attracted me to you. But kind of going back to the communication, it's funny because we're so alike in a lot of ways, but we're also so different because I know a lot of the problems in our relationship um, or, you know, arguments or whatever the case may be. She might just keep going and going and going. And but for me, it's like she's always wanted to be like, say something like I'm going, I'm doing all of this. And you're like withdrawing. You're not communicating enough. I need more. And I need you to get there from a love aspect with me is just to be the head of the game. Like I know she had a particular situation at work and like, I'm waiting for her to come to me and be like, you know, I had this type of day, such and such happened. Be nice. If you just gave me some words of encouragement, noticing things in our relationship, initiating communication instead of re- having to react to it. I think that's something that would go a long way in our relationship. Whereas to her, you might, I might have knocked something over, put something in the wrong spot, but you know, uh, you don't necessarily need to nag him to death about it. You know, you can present it to him. Sometimes you might just say nothing, nothing at all. Let him figure it out. Yeah, and sometimes when you look, when it's when it comes to loving someone else, pick and choose your battles, bruh. Am I really gonna be sitting here ranting for five minutes because you didn't take the trash out? But a lot of times when people do rant and rave about things like that, that's because it stems from a deeper situation. And with that, that comes with either sitting down and talking about it or going to see a counselor. Sydney and I definitely uh, consider seeing a counselor and we just may see a counselor before we get married just to make sure that our goals are aligned and we are aligned. And these are things that we have to do. And just being honest, like it's times that for me, I'm just very particular about certain things. So I'm not the perfect person. I'm not the cleanest person. I'm pretty messy to be 100 with everybody. I'm not dirty, but I am a messy person. I may leave this here, leave my shoes over there, my shirt over there, my bag in there. That's just me. Yeah, that annoys the the hell out of me. I'm a very it's funny because she might she's not dirty, but she's messy. But I'm organized, but it might not necessarily be clean. So that's just what we're dealing with over here. I wouldn't necessarily say he's so organized. Don't let Sid fool y'all. But I will say that he also likes things a particular way, and differences in how we like things are just different. And me, it's like, yeah, things may be a mess, but I know exactly where things are. And him, things may be organized, but he don't know where everything is. But nonetheless, I choose to pick and choose my battles when it comes to him because I don't want to argue with him about every little thing. And I used to. I really did. And one thing I noticed is that Sydney does, you know, to me, I feel like he, there's things in our relationship where I'm like, okay, he just wants to do his own thing. Okay. He just wants to move at his own pace. Okay, cool. But nonetheless, that's a technique that I picked up. And now, yeah, I may be 
okay, let me tell y'all something. If I say, well, don't forget to do this and he doesn't do it or something in our relationship. Yeah, it's still like I still get heated inside, but then I make that conscious decision. Is it worth saying anything? Because this is exactly who this person is. And that's the beautiful thing about it is that a lot of times we get into relationships and we expect this person to be who we want them to be, but we ain't even who we want to be. So I can't expect him to be no more than who he is. And he can't expect me to be no more than what he, what I am. So with that being said, I just leave this with you all. Pick and choose your battles. Forgive yourself for things that you feel like you should be ahead of. Own your own shit. Excuse my French, but I had to say it. Own your shit and sit in it. Because that's the only way you're going to progress. That's the only way you're going to move forward. That's the only way you're going to get somewhere and be strong in yourself. Um, and if you're already sitting in your own shit, ain't nobody else push you in it. Exactly. That was good. That's for sure. When you can identify your own flaws, hello. But nonetheless, like Gary B said, it's my fucking L. <laughs> exactly. Not yours. So don't worry about me. But that's all we got this week, you guys. Hope you all enjoy this podcast. Like I said, please leave us a review on iTunes. Share with your friends. We're on Google Play as well. Leave us a review. Like, share, put us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Open Convo Podcast. You know, for me to be doing digital marketing, I'm sucking at my own Instagram. (laughs) So if you guys have any techniques or anything that can help me out um, in being better at my digital marketing on the podcast page, just let me know. Hit me up. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. We're going to get there. You're going to watch those one day. 